0: That's not how I expected the live to go. I've been prepping for a week for what I was going to say on the live show today. We were going to kick off, well I did still kick it off, but my own stress, pushing the wrong buttons because I was worried about my message, I had my own version of aphasia. I talked for six minutes and none of you could hear me and because I wasn't watching the chat box, I didn't know it for six minutes, but then we solved it. I took my microphone off mute and proceeded on with the live. You can hear my stress, my frustration, my irritation. I had visualized exactly how I wanted this to go, how I wanted to share my message. Luckily, two of my friends, Aaron and Autumn, both reached out to me right after the live. Aaron told me to let it go, take it as a learning experience. The message was still got across. Autumn thought it was great in that I showed my vulnerability, but that yet I still showed up. You can, if you're watching the live on my YouTube channel, the first six minutes, you're just going to see me talking, see my facial expression, and then once I get the audio going, we start over. Anyway, I just wanted you to know, we are all human. That was my communication error, but I'm not going to hide from it. I am not editing this transcript. You may wish I had, but I'm still not going to do it because we all have moments when communication doesn't work. You gotta get back up, you gotta shake it off, take a couple deep breaths, maybe even a couple of more deep breaths, and then get back on that horse. That's my message. I hope you'll get something out of the live show that you're gonna listen to here in a minute, and Follow Life Speech Pathology on Instagram and Facebook. I have at least 20 different videos planned that I'm recording, you know, just short one minute clips about aphasia and cognition and communication strategies. We're going to talk about all of it. And I'm doing it in this format because I just want to give you little tidbits, little things to think about, to digest and to process And then we'll tie it all together down, you know, somewhere down the road. I have a plan for that. We'll get there together. Wishing you a great day. I hope you get something from this episode. Leave me a comment, send me a DM, send me an email hello at dolivespeechpathology.com. Tell me what you thought. I, I will put on my big girl pants. I'll take. I'll take the feedback, good, bad, and otherwise.
1: Know that I'm here for you. Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life.
0: no oh, audio. Wow, I've been sitting here talking and I just heard I have no audio. So you guys got to look at me. Oh my gosh, Autumn, thank you. <laughs> Again, technical issues. So, let's start from the top. Hi there. My name is Genevieve Richardson, and I don't know what I'm doing. Just kidding. I do know what uh, from the speech pers- perspective I absolutely know what I'm doing, but from this technology perspective, I've got my phone recording over here. I got this whole thing going on. I am here authentic with you today so that you, the stroke survivor, the family member caring for a stroke survivor, that you show up authentically too. You're going to see all my wrinkles, you're going to see all the errors I make, but I am going to give you the best of me in every way that I can. My mission is to support you, the stroke survivor, the stroke community, those of you who are living with aphasia, anything that impairs your speaking, listening, reading or writing. And you're thinking, so before we get to before we get into some of those definitions of aphasia and cognition, I want to show you now I'm going to show you my graphic again, my super fancy graphic. My 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 favoriteest thing is to use different color pens and hand write out on paper my thoughts. I get inspiration at all times, day and night. Some there's some nights I will wake up in the middle of the night and I got to just get up, grab my col- I have a whole bunch of colored pens sitting over here and just write it down. And then I usually can go back to sleep. So today is the kickoff video. I wanted to do it live to be present, be with you, to be authentic. Because I want you to be authentic. I want you to show up. I want you, if you are wanting to improve your communication let's do it together let's start by giving you some education let's pull back the curtain on cognition and language and speech let's let me help you understand from a practical perspective how do we use language how do we communicate with one another. I tell you, communication is hard. You throw aphasia in there, you throw in some slurred speech in there, you throw in difficulty concentrating. And it's really hard to have relationships. It's hard to maintain that connection. And it can be embarrassing. So many of my clients, we need to have the tough conversations. We have to talk about identity. We need to talk about, are you hiding? What is your fear? We have to address each of these areas in in just taking small steps in gentle ways in addition to working on speech language cognition. So let's jump in. I wanna talk just a little bit about aphasia. So aphasia definition, Any impairment in speaking, listening, reading, or writing. From a speech pathology perspective, there are seven different kinds of aphasias. These are categories that have characteristics. I'm not going to go into them today. We're going to dive into that on some of the subsequent videos that you'll see on social media but language is impacted by your ability to concentrate. Have you ever been in a situation, you're talking to somebody and a dog walks by, somebody interrupts you, the phone rings, and then, whoo, your thought gone, gonzo, just out your head. And you're like, uh, what was I just talking about? This is normal right? This can happen to anybody. You don't have to have had a stroke or aphasia. You can lose your train of thought so easily when you have aphasia if you don't have strong attention skills, for example. So when I talk about the word cognition, that refers to things such as attention, and there's different kinds of attention, different levels of attention. It's about working memory. And you're thinking, well, I know what memory is, but what in the heck is working memory? Working memory, I describe it as it's your mental chalkboard. It's your frontal lobe of your brain. The frontal lobe is this front part of your brain. So I think of it as your mental chalkboard. And in general, a person can hold seven pieces of information, give or take two. That's the definition of it. Here's my example. For those of you who have ever used a payphone, remember way back in the day that you could walk up to a payphone and you could call the operator. This is before we had 411 or information. I'm dating myself and I'm telling you I'm from California, but you would call the operator and you'd ask for the phone number and she'd give you those seven digits you'd put your dime in. Ooh, see, I dated myself too. Dime. You put your dime in the payphone and you immediately dial those seven digits and poof, it's gone. That is working memory. It's where you hold on to something temporarily, you manipulate it and it's gone. Memory can build off working memory but memory has to be encoded it has to be practiced it has to be related to something for it to actually store in your mind and then think of your memory as a filing cabinet and uh, you have to be able to know where to go into that filing cabinet to pull out that piece of information another aspect of cognition executive function that has to do with fancy things like keeping it in your head. You know, when, when you, you've heard over probably growing up, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Executive function is that ability to suppress or withhold or keep in some of those thoughts that you would love to say, but because of the company you're in or the situation you're in, you choose not to executive function also has to do with problem-solving and you know, it's complex So this is just a little overview about cognition. So if we take language the ability to formulate a thought to think of the words we want to say You take that thought turn it into the words, and then you have to turn those words and put them in an order, it's what we call syntax, or if you think of it like grammar, it's the order of the words in your sentence. And then once you have that sentence, you gotta hold on to it. So you've got that sentence and you think, I need to buy milk at the store, like add milk to the grocery list, this is your thought, these are your words. Maybe you voice it outside of your head, or maybe you go to the tablet to go write it down so you don't forget it for when you go to the grocery store later. So language is complex. There's lots of parts to it. Aphasia can interfere at all of those different levels. As a speech pathologist, our job is to figure out what skills you have, what skills you don't. And skills, this is not like an education type of skill. This is where is your communication breaking down in the system? One thing we'll talk about on subsequent videos is how do you name things? What does that mental process look like? I'm gonna stop there with all of this explanation because I could be here. We could talk about this all day long. I am here kicking off this series about aphasia. We're gonna talk about aphasia, cognition. We're gonna talk about communication strategies. We're gonna talk about how do you fight isolation? How do you overcome your fears? How do you rebuild your identity now that you have to live with, with these complications, from stroke or however it is you came to have aphasia. You don't have to have a stroke to come down with aphasia. Aphasia can come from hitting your head. Like you fell down, you whacked your knee, and you hit your head on the kitchen cabinet. You could have had a brain aneurysm, you know, a, a burst blood vessel. You could have a hemorrhage. You can have a blood clot to your brain you can have aphasia from a migraine. Did you know that aphasia can be a symptom of long COVID? It's it's one of those long-term effects for some folks who have had COVID. It doesn't matter where the aphasia comes from. Our job as a speech pathologist is to break it down, work with you based on your goals, the activities you love to do, the people you love to interact with. It's about getting back to life and participating in life. So we take the language, we take the cognition, we take your goals and what's important to you, and then we make our goals and then we work towards it. So I'm going to wrap this session up, especially I'm going to have to go back and edit the video since I, I was on mute for the first six minutes. So, <laughs> live and learn I am here for you I am here to support you I have a team behind me I am so excited about the folks I'm interacting with you all have met Aaron Avila he is killing it on social media stroke tv media I am meeting his friends and the the communities he serves I'm meeting communities here in the Austin area in person. I'm getting out there on social media. I'm putting myself out there because I want you, the stroke survivor, to put yourself out there. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Doing therapy, easy. Getting out in front of you, dealing with all this tech not my favorite, but it's how I can reach more people, serve you, help you live your best life. So this is the kickoff series. I'm being respectfully redundant, or maybe I'm just, you know, trying to keep my own thoughts in my head as I'm recording. You guess which one it is. Follow me. Life speech pathology on Facebook and Instagram. This weekend, I'm recording a bunch of videos and each one's gonna talk about a little different part of aphasia, little different part of building connections, a little different part of communication strategies. And then when we get through this whole series, I'll tell you what the next steps are. If this message resonates with you, If you wanna come along with me, come along and help build this aphasia village, this community of support and education, join me, follow, like, subscribe, you know, thumbs up, send me a DM, you know, all, all those things. Again, not my favorite lingo, but here I am. Have an amazing day, everybody. Thank you for listening to me complain about my tech, but I'm here for you. I have a Listen for Life podcast this episode, and all my blunders are going to be on the Listen for Life, Life podcast next week. We are up to, I think we're up to episode 42. There's some good stuff in there. Help me help you live a life that you love. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. Wishing you a fabulous week.